Welcome to Broad Eye, the podcast that explores knowledge gaps in ophthalmology and eye care. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Broad Eye podcast. I'm Dr. Bruno Fernandez and I'm here today with Patrick uh, Sauvageau, CEO of uh, Zilia. Uh, how's it going, Patrick? Hi, good. Yourself? All right, not too bad. I don't have uh, uh, my friend Sean here with me, so it's going to be just us. Unfortunately, uh, couldn't make it. Uh, so I always want to know, like the beginnings of uh, uh, very interesting companies like yours. Right? So could you tell us a bit more about the story behind Zilia? How did it start? Who had the idea? And the early days of kind of like taking the leap from an idea to an actual company. Sure. Um, well, to give you uh, a little bit of context, uh, I graduated myself from optometry back in, in 2010 uh, from the University of Montreal. And then I completed a master's degree in, in visual sciences. Um, ver very early on, I realized that this academic project and, and what I was working on uh, could eventually become an important clinical tool uh, with significant impact. And that this had potential to become a, a real business opportunity. Um, so along my, my brother, Dominic, uh, who has a PhD in chemical engineering, uh, we, we then founded Zillion. Um, the innovation we wanted to put forward was really at the crossroad uh, of our two areas of expertise. Um, and we recognized that there was a real, a real need in the industry for, for early eye disease detection. So we started working on the concept and the business model And that got us to 2017, where we hired our first employee, Nicholas. And this is uh, where uh, we really took off. Uh, and since then, we've built a, you know, a strong multidisciplinary team um, to bring our vision to reality. As now, we have expertise in, in diverse fields, ranging from biophotonics, software, AI, regulatory affairs, and business dev, uh, among others. And we're now getting uh, to the commercialization of our first product. That's very cool. Uh, so, so that was actually a research that you did during the graduate students. Students exactly. When I was uh, doing my, as I was doing my master's, so uh, my master's degree, I focused on uh, ocular oximetry. Um, so, you know, uh, uh, back then, um, it was uh, you know it was a novel concept, and uh, we were uh, I was exploring basically uh, potential clinical um, clinical or the clinical aspect. Uh, of this uh, of this technology, and so if you could explain, like to a five year old, uh, what ocular oximetry is, like for for a lay audience. Sure. Um, well, ocular oximetry is an is a non invasive technique uh, that measures oxygen saturation in the retina, so the back of the eye. Uh, more precisely, oxygen saturation is measured as a ratio of oxygenated hemoglobin related relative to the total hemoglobin present in the blood so this information is is key uh, as it gives an it gives us an important insight into the metabolism of the eye and consequently in the development of pathologies um, so to give a, a little bit of historical background maybe uh, the first measurement of ocular oximetry dates back to 1959 um, though the methods Uh, used back then were quite cumbersome, uh, so it wasn't really until the last two decades that more uh, that more user-friendly ocular oximeters were developed. Um, so older generations of ocular oximeters 
really broke the ground in the field, but they could not be applied in a clinical setting. Um, so Zillia brings forward a brand new technological platform uh, with unprecedented capabilities and features in the field. And uh, so how does it do? Because I have a fairly good understanding of how like a normal uh, oximeter works. Right? So right. Does it get light, the light that goes through your finger and detects yeah. on the other side, but you cannot get the light through the eye. So how does it work to measure the oxygen in the eye? Yeah, yeah. So, so Zillius technology is based on three things, imaging, uh, spectrometry, and artificial intelligence. Uh, so it relies on a, patent, a patented device in cloud-based and software. Uh, to make it simple, the patient is placed in front of the device and looks at a target, just like with a retinal camera. Um, light is emitted from the device and travels through the eye, reflects on the retina and returns to provide two things, a series of images and spectra. And these spectra are analyzed in real time to enable oxygen saturation measurements. And uh, is it, uh, does it give you the, the, the oxygenation of the whole body, like in a way that it is a replacement for the, the finger oximeter, or is it uh, specific to the oxygen going to regions of the retina? Right. Uh, we can measure oxygen saturation anywhere in the eye. So you can actually, or the user can actually select the um, the region of interest, so to speak, where he wants to be measuring um, the, the oximetry. So it can be anywhere uh, in the retina, can be in the optic nerve, could be uh, in, the, in the macular region, can be in the, in the blood vessels. So it really depends on uh, what, we, what you're looking at, basically. And how, how accurate in terms of the area that you're targeting uh, it is? Uh, let me rephrase that, like in the house, small of the area yeah. can you can you go so the targeted region is 300 micron in diameters so it's 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 fairly you know uh fairly small and you can uh, again uh select the region of interest uh where you where where you want to be collecting the the data and how long does it take for you to get a reading on the, in a given area oh we take a couple of uh, measurements per second uh and we're uh, collecting in a continuous fashion. So you can take measurements, uh, you know, it takes a few, a few seconds basically to have, a, a, um, to have a, a couple of measurements, uh, so to speak, so in the, real time. So the report that comes out then, it's not just a number, it's more like a map. It, yeah, so it's a graph of oxygen saturation over time um, mm. and the time being a few seconds. Okay. Uh, it's a bit like the digital oximeter in, the, in that stance, right? So it, it gives continuous readings. Um, now, you know, uh, quite often a, a, a few measures are enough, but in certain circumstances, you would want maybe to, to collect data over 10 seconds, for instance. Okay. Switching gears a bit and talking a bit about like the, the practicality of the exam itself. Uh, so what is Zilia? Is it a, a machine? Is it a hardware or is it like a software that can just be uh, used with uh, regular retinal cameras? Um, so it's, uh, we consider the Zilia Ocular, our, our first uh, product to be a, a new generation of retinal camera. Uh, 
So it's a, a retinal camera that enables the measurement of biomarkers in the eye. And the first biomarker of interest for us is oxygen saturation. Um, so that's really how we, uh, you know, we, we perceive this. Um, and, and what is it, I mean, for, again, for a lay person there, we were talking about like measuring the oxygen in the eye. Uh, why would that be important? Mm -hmm. What are the clinical applications of it? Uh, right. Um, well, during the last decade, a uh, rapidly growing number of studies uh, showed that oxygen dysregulation is linked to several, several ocular pathologies, such as glaucoma, diabetic retinopathy, and, and macular degeneration, right? The three main causes of blindness. Uh, by measuring oxygen levels non-invasively, we want to enable clinicians to identify issues before irreversible damage occurs um, to allow earlier treatment, better disease management, and patient outcomes. We also want to help in the development of improved treatments and, and drugs. And those diseases you mentioned, like glaucoma, uh, diabetic retinopathy, uh, uh, they do have like clinical signs that... Uh, uh, ophthalmologists use like to detect disease rather early. Uh, would Zelia be an additional tool, or would it be able to, to detect like those those diseases even before those clinical signs are noticeable? Well, let, let's take the example of glaucoma. Uh, you know, glaucoma is often referred as the, the silent thief, the thief of sight. Uh, right, because patients don't notice any symptoms until the disease has progressed and, and damaged typically more than 70% of the, uh, the nerve tissue. Uh, and this destruction is permanent, making it extremely important to seek treatment as early as possible. Well, in previous decades, again, glaucoma has been primarily attributed to elevated intraocular pressure. Uh, but this interpretation has gradually been replaced by the development of optic neuropathy or the, the destruction of the, of the optic nerve, if you will as the central concept of the disease. Uh, it is now recognized that the loss of metabolic function precedes structural and functional damage that we can perceive with current clinical tools, such as retinal cameras, visual fields, and OCTs. So this is where our technology can help, right? Because we can use ocular oximetry to, to track metabolic function over time. Um, and Zillia's technology could could significantly change the approach to preventing screening and treating glaucoma worldwide. Uh, it's similar with other pathologies like diabetic retinopathy where oxygen dysregulation would precede the current visual markers uh, for this condition. Is, is it, uh, is, it's really already used on clinical practice or is it still in the research phase? We're still, yeah, so we are uh, currently uh, conducting clinical studies. Um, the device is used for investigational use only. Uh, at this current stage, we are um, working really heavily to, to uh, uh, get our regulatory approvals uh, by the end of 2022 uh, to enter the clinical market then. And uh, you're going to focus on the Canadian market uh, first, I guess? We are we're going to focus on the Canadian and U.S. market markets first, uh, and then uh, rapidly after uh, Europe. Uh, so that's really where we uh, want to focus to begin with. And so it's it's not in the clinic yet, but like uh, maybe uh, were you able to get any feedback from the patients 
that were part of your studies already on how they perceive that kind of uh, test? Because like patients are funny, right? Like I mean, so they of course sometimes they prefer something non-invasive, you know, instead mm -hmm. of like being yeah. cut or poked at. But right. some of them tend to not trust so much, you know, like I mean, if uh, 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 something that is not invasive, you know, so. Did, did you get any feedback from patients yeah. on how they perceive your your device? Yeah, I think that the fact that, that it's not invasive and that it concerns the, eye, the eyes, right? I think it's paramount. You know, we wanted to create a device that could be easily used in a clinical setting. Uh, it needed to be quick. It needed to be painless. It needed to be comfortable for both the patient and the, and the eye care professional. Uh, by using a low intensity light for only a few seconds, we were able to capture crucial information about the eye's metabolism. So, and this is no different to what patients currently experience uh, during a comprehensive eye exam. And, and besides the convenience of it all, uh, you know, our other goal uh, is accessibility. So we are aiming to make our technology uh, available to as many clinicians as possible. And, and my personal hope uh, for this product is that it, it becomes a standardized eye testing tool for all eye care professionals worldwide. Yeah, that, that would be, like, screening tools are always uh, very much needed, right? Like, I mean, given the prevalence of the diseases that you mentioned, and sometimes the inability of, uh, of, uh, of screening, like, I mean, the huge number of people. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, uh, over time, we aim to, to even predict the risk of, of uh, uh, of having the a, a disease in a nuclear disease in the first place. Uh, that's what we're really where we're heading, um, predictive medicine. Uh, yeah, okay, it's good that you touched on that because uh, I know you're very like tech-oriented and uh, it is, it is Zilla itself is just not a camera. There's, there's a lot of heavy tech behind it, like artificial intelligence. And I believe the exams are also stored in the cloud. Uh, uh, can you ex uh, like expand a bit on this uh, uh, role of Zilla as a predictive tool of future disease? Well, sure. Uh, you know, again, by collecting uh, imaging or images of the eye, of the back of the eye, and, and also by doing spectrometry and using AI, as you mentioned, there's a lot of different biomarkers that we can pick on. Um, for ocular diseases to begin with. Uh, so we are um, uh, conducting a lot of research about this for a lot of different pathologies. So there's really a lot that we, that we, look, that we are currently looking into um, to be able to uh, go really you know, earlier in terms of, uh, uh, again, uh, in terms of screening, but eventually in terms of, of uh, hopefully predicting um, the, the risk factors or the, the the risk of, of uh, eventually, um, uh, you know, getting glaucoma or, or diabetic retinopathy, macular degeneration, and, uh, and many other ocular diseases, uh, that part. Uh, you know, and we're also uh, providing, uh, hopefully, uh, we'll be helping the R&D um, uh, of therapies and, and drugs. Um, and, and, you know, as I said before, three of the most prevalent ocular diseases uh, are mediated by underlying vascular mechanism. So pharma companies 
develop drugs that aim uh, to regulate oxygen consumption in, in the retina, but have no means currently to validate the effect. And this is where our technology again comes into play. Uh, Zilia provides unprecedented data uh, enabling pharmaceutical companies to better direct their resources to create and validate more efficient drugs uh, at a quicker pace. Yeah, so if I understand, if I understood correctly, uh, it would give those pharmaceutical companies a more uh, quantitative way of measuring the, the the outcome of their treatments, right? Instead of uh, waiting exactly for the clinical uh, changes to appear, which usually comes a lot later. Exactly, and and I think we're not the only one perceiving. Uh, ocular asymmetry as a, as a really crucial biomarker. Um, a lot of pharma companies are, are focusing on developing drugs that will reg better regulate oxygen consumption. And in that sense, they need a device to be able to, uh, to measure the, the impact of, the, of a potential drug, a potential candidate. Um, and I think that's, you know, that's uh, really something where we can help um, we can also help in the, for instance, in the, in the context of clinical trials for pharma companies, we can also help in the selection of the, of the patients based on certain risk factors, for instance. Um, so that's why we believe that we could, uh, we can eventually partner with pharma companies to help them. Yeah, I, that's, that's a pretty much a no brainer as a collaboration. Uh, and is are the exams all uh, stored like in the cloud and are they used like somehow to improve the the algorithm to prevent i mean to, to try to prevent to predict uh, yes the, the disease there is this aspect uh, that we can use you know uh, um, big databases of, 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 of data to enhance uh, and improve algorithms uh, down the line but and and as you know, with all cloud-based systems, it facilitates uh, the issuing of automatic updates also, and it enables better technical support to our clients. And the biggest advantage is that the information captured by the device is updated in real time to the eye care professionals uh, systems. And this allows flexibility for this professional to review and analyze the results where and when they see fit, right? Um, so there's certainly a lot of uh, adv advantages to uh, to build a, a cloud-based system. So every device that will be ever sold will collect images that will be stored like in, in one single server. In a secure environment, absolutely, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. they, but you're mentioning images, that's true, but also spectra. Okay. Because it's really a, a dual output, right? Um, so I guess, I mean, the more devices you have operating worldwide, the, 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 the better the algorithm will be, right? Because you have yes. uh, more data to, to think. Exactly. That's what we're, that's what we, uh, that's exactly what we aim to do. Absolutely. Very cool. Uh, I, is Zilia, it's going to be an ophthalmological company or do you see that technology uh, being used for other areas of uh, medicine? 
Yeah, I, I mean, with our platform technology, we, we feel that the possibilities are endless, right? We, we often say that the eye is a, is a window into someone's health. Uh, it is the only place in the body where we can directly assess blood vessels, uh, and it is an extension of the brain. Uh, so it is possible to get information in various conditions, uh, such as you know, ocular, obviously, but also neurological uh, and cardiovascular conditions, but also cancers and, and even more by assessing biomarkers present in the eye. So by using the same exact technology, our team envisions a future where, we, where our simple non-invasive eye scans could provide a range of information that would benefit your ocular, but also your global health. So there's a lot of you know, potential applications to, uh, to this very technology. So, so basically you can, with, with the imaging of the eye, a person can, uh, uh, can become aware of a, a, a disease that is not in the eye, a systemic disease, like a, a hypertension yeah. or diabetes. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we can measure in the eye biomarkers that, are, that could be related to, um, to, to a lot of different conditions. Uh, so we could eventually see our technology be used by, um, you know, uh, neurologists, uh, GPs, uh, cardiologists, um, people in sports medicine. So there's a lot of potential, uh, uh, potential application as I, and as I said, it really seems like the, the possibilities are endless uh, with the fact that we can collect, you know, a wide range of biomarkers. And it would, would, so you mentioned that on those biomarkers like oxygen, it's the first one you focus on. What is next? <laughs> just uh, you, you just uh, sparked my curiosity there. <laughs> yeah, sure. So although I could not, you know, I cannot at this stage mention them publicly, uh, there are a couple of projects, really cool projects that we have in, in ophthalmology with other biomarkers, but also in neurology already. Um, so over the next few months and, and, uh, and years, uh, we really hope to, to do a lot of, of different proof of concepts uh, with different biomarkers for, uh, for again, a, a wide range of applications. That's good, Pat. Uh, so I think we are ready to wrap. Uh, uh, thank you very much for your time. I, I learned a lot like from a technology that I was uh, unaware of, <laughs> surprisingly. Uh, so thank you very much for what you do. Uh, I, I do agree that this is a technology that can be a game changer, make it a lot easier like to screen and, and a large, large number of patients and, and then find those that uh, 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 will eventually have diseases, you know, like that are, as I said, are silent killers, you know, they won't cause any symptoms to, to, to prompt like a visit to the doctor. So keep doing what you're doing, and uh, <laughs> I really look. I really hope that uh, you go through those regulatory hurdles as quick as possible and start rolling that thing in as many clinics as you can. All right, thank you so much, and thank you so much for having me. Well, it was our pleasure. So take care, man. Have a good day. Have a good day.